What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. So today's main takeaway, data, data everywhere. If this conjures up the green vertical parade of binary numbers from the matrix, uh, you're not alone in being confused. You might be thinking, hey, I didn't sign up for this. You didn't go to school for statistical analysis. So it makes you qualified to produce a marketing report. There's a lot that makes you qualified to produce reports, believe it or not, even if you don't feel like an expert. Marketers, and I'd say in particularly uh, in smaller companies, need to learn enough reporting to be dangerous. So the main takeaway for this episode, you need to incorporate reporting into your skill set, and it's not as scary as you think. I love this. Reporting is uh, super close to both of our hearts. We we both have a background working at uh, analytics companies, and there's there's so much hype around data, whether it's like uh, reporting for your team, and and are you meeting some of the team metrics, or are you reporting across the company and looking at revenue numbers, and what are the the north star metrics for your company? Like it's just a, an intimidating space for any marketer, right? Oh, it's it's super intimidating, and I think like the idea that you need to be responsible for marketing and you got to do analysis and you got to wade into some of these tools that are uh, on the surface you feel like wait do i have the skill set like sh should i it's like driving a car like should i have a license for this or not um and it's even worse if you happen to talk to like a data analyst or somebody who's trained in it and you feel like oh man like am i am i even remotely qualified to be able to put together a marketing report and you know maybe this is the takeaway too is like it doesn't matter if you're qualified or not you have to right your job as a marketer is to be accountable for the things that you put out into the universe if you're just slinging stuff out into the universe and hoping for a result um yeah you're not reporting on it so you do need to do some reporting in your life do you need to be an advanced data analyst who, you know, can run R and statistical analysis? No, heck not. But but you definitely need to be be somewhat good at reporting. I remember starting out in my first role as a marketer and being handed a responsibility to report on metrics for our quarterly business review to our board of directors. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I was in charge of Pardot, the, the marketing automation system, and I needed to figure out how many top of funnel leads we generated from the marketing team. And I remember first discovering the beautiful world of like uh, this definition of metrics across tools is completely different. And I remember like graduating and thinking like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to go into marketing analytics, like analytics is my jam. And then I ended up like starting the role and actually just doing reporting. So I feel like this is a really good starting point for, for mm -hmm. folks. Why don't, why don't we dive into the, the difference between those two terms, analytics and reporting? Oh yeah. The difference between analytics and reporting. These terms are used so interchangeably. It's all, it's like impossible to really understand the difference. Uh, go to Google search and you'll be even more confused by the results, I think. Um, and I work for a company that's an, that is an analytics reporting and dashboard company. And this is something that I struggle uh, to, to, to articulate in our own marketing material because the nuances between the two are actually pretty subtle. Uh, so the way I like to think about the difference between the two for reporting, 
you'll almost always have a clear understanding of what you need to report on. If you're doing a marketing report, I need leads, MQLs, SQLs, deals, you know, generated revenue, uh, pipeline, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's somewhat fixed. You'll have some dimensionality maybe associated with it, but by and large, it, it's like a map of the observable universe. You already know what you're looking for. Analytics, however, Again, this is like a kind of a rough uh, definition, but for analytics, I think you'll be more likely to be exploring data and not always sure what you'll find. It's an exercise mm -hmm. in data exploration to say, okay, well, what does this segment do? Like you come in with a question, right? And the result of that question is your analytics, right? You're performing analysis, whereas reporting is very fixed, I find. Um, and this is, I would say, this is where having a data analyst on staff is so super useful. You can throw data into, uh, you know, an Excel file or, or some other format into a database, and they can take a look at what that data says and, and determine whether the insight is relevant or meaningful. And th this is tough, right? Like the, the idea of having analytics and you're looking at something and you're like, oh, is this a trend or not a trend, right? With reporting, I think those things become a little bit more clear. Again, this is, there's murky waters here because some people like, Analytics and reporting can be used interchangeably. Uh, once you've done some deep dive analytics on your marketing reporting, for instance, or your marketing, you might create a report from that analytics and then everything right. gets all confused there. Um, <laughs> but like just to restate reporting, you have a clear understanding of what you need to report on. Analytics, you're exploring, you're looking for insights. Yeah, exactly. I You nailed it. I, I see like reporting as performance and analytics as exploration. That's that's how you see the difference between the two. Like most yeah. startups don't have time to prioritize either realistically, but in like a venture-backed startup world uh, where I kind of started, it, like it comes with a bit more process and like a board of directors that will ask for like monthly or quarterly reporting updates. And that's where you really get into like the stark difference between the two. Uh, a really nice sweet spot for kind of learning to to become dangerous in 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 this analytics world is uh, like joining a bootstrap startup uh, at some point in your your early career. Um, these teams don't have like a big data team or a ton of requirements for like long tedious reporting processes. They don't have like a, a board of directors to to meet with. But regardless of the environment that you're in, marketers definitely need to learn these skills um, if for nothing else to be able to show their worth and, and the impact on key metrics that they're making yeah and the intimidation factor for folks uh, i find people procrastinate on doing actual really good reporting right um and so like in in terms of my opinion every marketer needs some baseline of reporting skills and but the the question under after that is like where the heck do you start with this skill set and i think the confusion between reporting and analytics contributes to this uh this this trend I see or this pattern I see with marketers over engineering solutions to super simple problems, right? Like, oh, go get me the number of MQLs to that we could generate it last month. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're coming back with all this dim dimensionality and caveats, right? Uh, oh, well, you know, these these MQLs weren't worked by leads, they were rejected. Do we have them back? Like, these common definitions need to be established to make make things easier. Um, you don't need to learn R and statistical analysis to be effective reporting. I was going to ask, like, where where the heck do you start with this skill set? Yeah, and so for me, and you you hinted at this earlier. For me, all marketing reporting comes back to the question: Is what I'm doing making a difference? And right. Reporting on anything else is really purely intellectual. If you're an SEO and you're reporting on 
your efforts. You need to show, you know, did your did your work result in higher keyword rankings? Did those rankings mm-hmm. result in more organic traffic? Did more organic traffic result in more leads? Did more organic leads result in more uh, organic driven pipeline? Uh, you have a cascade of, of questions that lead you to the question of, you know, is it worth your company to continue to pay you money? Yeah, it sounds simple, right? Show your impact as a marketer. But <laughs> reality is that different marketers will have access to a bunch of different tools and metric definitions and GA are going to be different than metric definitions in your automation tool. And as soon as you start talking about marketing reporting, uh, like the you quickly get into like attribution and multi-touch and, um, you know, like proving your worth, like showing that you increased open rates, like that's a lagging indicator, like what impact that you have on some of the uh the metrics that we care about the most right like are are you getting lost in like all the noise of options that you have for reporting literally the worst statement that i've i've heard in my career is you you walk into a new shop and the first thing people the ceo says to you is we need multi-touch attribution and you look into the system and they don't have any touch attribution they don't even know where the heck anything's coming from (laughs) and you're like why do you need multi-touch right um you you can work with an awesome vendors out there and do i think companies need multi-touch heck yes um but do i need think you need multi-touch well maybe you get first touch uh, maybe you get any touch. Maybe you just understand what the heck you're driving. It's surprising how uh, blind companies will fly while still thinking they need the most advanced. Like, you just because you want to go from you know to the corner store doesn't mean you need to buy a jet. <laughs> yeah, we we had a full episode on on life cycle, but um, maybe we can dive into like the the marketing funnel a bit and uh, like that's that's a really good starting point. Like for for any marketer in any size of team or any company, uh, like understanding how the funnel works as like a baseline of your marketing reporting, right? Oh, totally. And you know. It depends on the day and the year, but I think I don't know if the marketing funnel is dead or alive or revived. But the marketing funnel, as as a tool for you to understand your reporting, even if it's just a one-time analysis, go through it. Right, map each stage in the funnel towards a metric. Awareness is web sessions or impressions. Uh, interest is web sessions, and evaluation is leads and or MQLs. Whatever the case may be that makes sense for your business, go through write numbers down make sure that you can get those numbers you can't get those numbers put a question mark figure out how to get those 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 answers and it seems really pedantic but you end up in a stage where you actually understand something um differently about about your your reporting if you at least go through this uh, the, these steps and i find that people skip this step you know they just jump right into well i need you know to see see you know uh organic search driven pipeline uh, for the last 30 days for this cohort. It's like, you don't even know how many sessions you have. How are you going to get to to this super sophisticated kind of report? Yeah, I love I love the narrative of like life cycle is kind of at the heart of, of growth marketing and like looking at the funnel stages is a great way to not overcomplicate your your reporting, right? Like being able to show that like you took a bunch of web visitors and converted them to leads and those leads are now active users in your product. Like that's that's a win and that's like two conversion rate metrics that you try track across different stages of the funnel so it's it's like so easy to overcomplicate reporting like 
if you're an early marketer being tasked with like um, helping your marketing director or, or manager like come up with these reports and like quarterly business reviews like one thing that makes things tricky uh, we, we kind of mentioned this already is like where where the data lives right like when you're a marketer you have access to the marketing tools but based on like the size of your team like if you have a big team you mentioned like running a database like the numbers in your database tool that your business operations team is using to report to the board is different than the number that you're seeing in, in your marketing automation tool but yeah like i the, the tooling part of this is is interesting because mm -hmm. every marketer will kind of be stuck with working with the tool that is existing in, in the company right now right Oh, totally. And, and and so one of the things, if you go back and uh, as a listener, go back and listen to the Lifecycle series. One of the sub points that I make throughout that series is Lifecycle is so valuable because it forces you to go through and, and make common definitions that are agreed upon by multiple groups. And mm -hmm. um, like, what's an MQL? That, that shouldn't be up for debate. That should just be decided. And if you decided that without talking to anybody else, it's not decided. You, you just perpetuate the problem. You do need to talk to other groups and come up with common definitions, even if it's a spreadsheet. Like there's nothing wrong with using a Google Sheet to track your numbers um, if they come from different systems, right? Just because you don't have the keys to the system doesn't mean that you can't get an accurate report. Um, but activities like Lifecycle, these are so valuable to uh, to, to go through because you do get these common set of definitions. Uh, without these common set of de definitions, you, you're not going to get very far on, on company-wide uh, type of reporting. So ultimately, lifecycle reporting answers the question of how effective you are at you know uh, the funnel, right? Um, how effective are you at turning your marketing material into customers? Um, lifecycle does this by looking at your marketing automation system. Um, funnel looks at everything. However, you want to put your reports together. There's there's lots of ways to kind of slice and dice your reporting, but you do need some type of methodology. Lifecycle works extremely well in the modern B two B era. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's other ways to do it, but Lifecycle's definitely been been the rock of my reporting career. Totally. So we we talked about in app behaviors uh, in in the last episode when we did our, our email audit series. But uh, like one component of like reporting on marketing data comes from the world of in app analytics and mm -hmm. like tying some of those uh, activity points with like what users are doing on the website, like figuring out where users come from, like the most active users in the product, like where are they starting their journey, where are they discovering you, where are they converting, like figuring out the first step in in the journey to reporting mastery is learning um, like all the different tools and all the different ways that you can report on some of these metrics so like with all the tools that, that marketers are kind of faced with when um, they're they're being tasked with reporting like how do you get good at not just like GA stuff and and grabbing certifications for top of funnel things but how do you get good at like you mentioned mix panel like for in-app reporting like there's there's such a massive world of tools that provide data. Oh yeah, and I think um, it's confusing, and especially if you're you're relatively new to marketing or you're a student, and like the conception or is to go out. Okay, I'm gonna go grab a certification. Boom, I'm I'm now an expert in Google Analytics and. Um, the truth is a little bit different than that, right? And I think that there's really a few different ways towards, you know, getting mastery of your in-app analytics, which is the, the first step towards becoming, you know, awesome at marketing reporting. 
And I'd say like for me in my own career, like how did I get you know good or relatively good at, at reporting? I work for a CMO who who is uh, extremely curious and, and asked for basically three reports a day, right? And so I got very good at being quick at going into the applications, uh, asking a lot of questions around that data that I saw, uh, digging deeper and producing a report and then showing it to my, my CMO who said, you know, who, who evaluated that report and said, is this useful information for me or not? So this question response is, is super critical. And if you don't have a CMO driving those types of questions, that's okay. Um, instead, ask the questions yourselves, dig into these tools, you know, spend in a couple extra minutes thinking deeply about, you know, how many visitors did we get from such and such a channel? Is that an improvement? Right. That's a that's a really important question that you should ask in, in your, your reporting. Um, you know, how many trials did we get last month and where on our website did they start the trials? You don't need the answer necessarily to be successful, but you do need the curiosity and discipline to dig deeper to be successful. And I'll, and I'll come back to the point that pretty much I make every podcast episode is <laughs> is simplify. Right. Don't overthink the, the question. You know, don't complicate it. Don't make it harder to get to that complicated answer. Start by asking, you know, what is what does my funnel look like? What are my conversion rates? Don't worry about those extra questions until you've actually understand you're, you're able to write those numbers down on a piece of paper. I love that. This is one of the reasons I think early marketers should spend time in smaller startups or smaller teams. Like you, all the questions that you get from the CMO, like direct access to like jumping into tools, you won't come close to the, the amount of time or freedom to dig into a, a big enterprise where all the tools and the data teams are already kind of like fully fledged and there's a bunch of process around it. Um, like as an early marketer, getting your hands dirty and like breaking things and learning learning through trying and breaking things right like that's that's what makes someone uh become good at reporting at least uh, that's that's how it happened for me <laughs> yeah and i mean being accountable for for what you do as a marketer um it, it, it the idea of gut feel like do you have a gut feel that your marketing efforts are resulting in benefit to the business or do you have data uh, that difference is really important between your next raise and, and not your next raise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. D does data ever lie, John? Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> it could. Um, it, it, data never, quote unquote, data never lies. Um, it, it might be true uh, that data never lies, but it's like a rock on the side of the hill. Uh, it requires some context and big picture thinking to understand how it got there. And I think of, you know, marching around in, in the backwoods wilderness and you, uh, you know, up here in Canada, we have the Canadian shield and you look up and you're like, how the shit did that giant rocket like embedded on top of this hill? And you realize that you got to do some deduction. You got to look up there a little bit and understand that. And if you just showed up and you're like, dude, there's a rock in the hill and everyone's like, cool, that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, but it's not a story. And so much of marketing reporting is done on an ad hoc basis. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, what makes somebody good at reporting is being able to go on a walk and look up and say, oh, yeah, there's a rock in the side of the hill. That's curious. Let's dig in um, and, and be able to communicate clearly, like, did I find the answer or not find the answer? So maybe that analogy doesn't float so well, but uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's really, really important to be um, uh, cognizant of how your communications impact uh, the story that the data is telling. Yeah, I there's so much in this that I honestly think I we could do a full episode on ad hoc reporting and and how like 
like we we did an episode on async versus sync, and I think that like ad hoc reporting is is totally uh, abused in in a lot of tech companies as a synchronous way of of getting like data super quickly, and that's why a lot of people don't love the data analyst role in startup companies, is because like there's a lot less structure and strategy behind it. You're most of the time just like inundated with like a ton of data questions, and it's mostly this ad hoc reporting basis of like month end style and like oh what happened here can you dive into this and like striking a balance between doing your actual work like work that you know is um gonna move no needle on stuff and reporting on your own work is this one thing and part of your role as a marketer but when you throw in ad hoc reporting on top of that uh things get stressful uh really really quickly so what are what are some of the ways that folks can keep like that ad hoc reporting really simple and like avoid spending these like um like rabbit hole systems and trying to figure out like why trials are down. Oh man. Yeah. Um, so like ad, what is ad hoc reporting? What do we really mean by this? This means that you've been asked a question and you're expected to provide a response fairly quickly on that question. So you're digging into a tool to understand. For me, the deliverables of ad hoc reporting are things like screenshots, numbers written down in Evernote, spreadsheet exports. Maybe you throw together a little presentation quickly. Honestly, at the end of the day, being awesome at ad hoc re- re- requests, it opens up so many doors for marketers. Like the idea of being quote unquote, the guy or the girl who's able to answer the questions um, that come to to you, you become the, 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 the um, company expert on whatever topic you, you tend to own. Um, but a common mistake that I see that people do when they're trying to do this and with the best of intentions is just drop in screenshots into Slack. Like that's my least favorite way to do ad hoc reporting is boom, here's the data. It never lies. And you're like, <laughs> it's a chart. Like it, I, I don't understand what I'm looking at here. Right. Is this good? Is this bad? So you got to give some color commentary, right? You don't have to sell it, but you have to weigh in a little bit with an opinion and lean into your expertise. And Maybe this is like the, the, the one of the takeaways I want everybody to have is as a marketer, you may not have this like data analyst uh, skill set, but what you do have is you have expertise, right? If you're an email marketer or social media marketer or marketing operations professional or an SEO, you understand your area. So lean into that, you know, talk about what you're seeing, why this is significant or not significant. Um, for instance, in my in my own career as uh, you know as an SEO, I spent so much time talking to people about like keywords, and you know it might sound a bit controversial, but I really hate reporting on keywords. Uh, mm. Keywords is like the least favorite thing for me to report on because they're up and down all the time. Um, what I want to report on is uh, organic search-driven pipeline. I want to talk about what the outcomes are of, of the work that I do, not the tactics, right? Do I look at keyword reports? You, 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 you bet I do, but um, I don't want to report on that. So sometimes actually being good at ad hoc reporting is changing the conversation and ed- educating people on what is worth reporting, right? Uh, so often you get a question from a CEO, for instance, who, who may not have a marketing background, who asks you a question. And instead of just responding to that request, Take a second and, and have a conversation with them and say, what what are you really asking for? And all ad hoc reporting comes back down to, well, all reporting all comes back to really two questions. Why am I succeeding? Why am I failing? Um, people want to have the answer to those two questions. And ad hoc reporting provides you with a, a, a at least a starting point to be able to have that conversation. 
Completely. So, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're getting close on time here. Why don't we maybe wrap up on this, uh, last point here. So we, we talked a lot about, uh, the metrics and how folks can be, um, smarter about their reporting. Um, one question that like, I think folks might have as they're listening to us talk about marketing reporting is what metrics do we care about the most, right? Like we both worked mm -hmm. at Clipfolio. You're currently there. Like Clipfolio has a massive database of metrics and KPIs. Like what's a company's true north metric does a company need a true north metric like uh what metrics do we care about john oh 100 you need a true north metric and the, and the fewer metrics that you have that are at the center of that compass uh the the better because it keeps you keeps you sharp and keeps you focused in SaaS world mrr is super easy to get to get rallied behind but you can have themes as well that kind of help color what how departments contribute to these to these numbers so i appreciate the plug by the way to cliffolio i was trying to go through the whole episode without mentioning <laughs> mentioning i work for an analytics company by name um you know at the end of the day i think you have to have real conversations about what you think drives value um and and for me like the true north of marketing reporting isn't about you know employing uh like dark arts to conjure up data insights and the operations of genius it's it's simply about being accountable for what you do keep it really simple and marketing is about turning ideas words and visuals into revenue by selling a product keep it simple guys like we don't need to think about like advanced data analysis to be able to produce a meaningful marketing report your reporting should demonstrate your effectiveness and justify your existence you heard it here, folks. You need to incorporate reporting into your skill set as a marketer. And it's not as scary as you think. 